Hello everybody, my name is Vanessa Uzoho and I'm welcoming you to the second episode of the Law Room Podcast by Ganifaimi Chambers of Justice, the Sterling Firm of the University of Calabar. Hey all, I'm Grace Otoon and on today's episode we are going to be having a very very exciting conversation on this topic that has been buzzing around. Everybody's talking about I it. Mean, <laughs> so the topic is the Twitter ban. I'm pretty sure everybody has something that they want to understand or some a question that they want to have answers to and that's what we're here to do for you today. But we're not going to be doing it alone. We have a guest. I'm looking at her profile and it is so long. I it really is like... so impressive what? in such a short amount of time. But like, I'm going to read it out for you guys. So... Our guest is a young space advocate and award-winning student leader of the University of Calabar. She actively contributes to the growth of the African space sector by promoting space awareness and education for young people through different space-related organizations and discussions. She is the current West African coordinator of the Moon Village Association, national point of contact of the Space Generation Advisory Council to Nigeria, team member of Space Hubs Africa, and president of the Learn Space Foundation. In 2020, she was listed as the top 10 on the 30 young innovators contributing to the growth of the African space industry. As a space advocate, she constantly addresses diverse local, international, local and international audiences on space law, awareness and education for young people in Africa. She is an elected prospective member of the International Institute of Space Law, a world finalist and coach of the Manfred Lack Space Law Moods competition. She's a reputable student leader, and she recently served as the interim chairperson of the Federation of African Law Students and played a key role in its formation. Oh my God, the heat. I mean, the like, heat. it's getting hot, it's getting hot. Please open the window. Anyways, let's introduce her. Our guest is no other person but Nelly Helen Ebuka. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much, Vanessa. Thank you so much for having me here. It's, it's such a delight. Such a delight to be here. Thank you. Thank you too, Grace. So, to our topic, how did you react? How did you feel when they announced the Twitter ban? I mean, me, when I when I heard the news, when they said they were going to ban it, in my head, I was like, it's, it's not possible. Like, it's yes. unbelievable. <laughs> really? But how did, how did you feel? How did you feel? Honestly, I could use a lot of adjectives right now. And I was astonished. I was shocked. I was confused. Oh my God. But um, above all, I think I was highly disappointed, really. I was disappointed in the federal government of Nigeria. I think a huge part of the reaction for me was outrage, right? I could hear I, and feel and see the outrage of people on Twitter and also like on other social yeah. media, on the streets and all that. It was crazy. Okay, so the first thing, what do you think about the legality of this ban? Do you think it is constitutional? Do you think this is something the federal government should do? Okay, so I would like to start by um, stating clearly that when it comes to rights, the first thing we have to understand is that no right is actually absolute, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So our fundamental rights in the Constitution, particularly the right in question, which is the right to expression and press, is actually no absolute. So under Section 45, the government of Nigeria can actually restrict rights for public interest, public morality, safety, and all of that. So we have digital rights, and it is recognized globally that everybody has the right to open internet and to browse and to get information online and to be on different social media platforms so first off we have rights but these rights are not absolute so the federal government of nigeria 
has the legal grounds to actually step in and restrict the rights. But the question now, the pertinent issue is, is the federal government or has the federal government exercised this right legally? So the major problem here is why people are agitating is not because banning Twitter is something the federal government cannot do, but it's because the federal government is abusing their power. So in this situation, we can say um, it is an unlawful violation of human rights. So in an attempt to so-called protect our rights or to restrict our rights for public safety, the government is violating human rights guaranteed under the constitution. So it is legal to ban Twitter if they have like if they have legal grounds for it, but they don't have proper legal grounds right now considering the facts of the case. So, so it's an unlawful violation. So the problem with it is the way in which they went about it. Yes. Not necessarily that they don't have the grounds. Yes. So it's only um, people that may not be know well learned in terms of legal um provisions that would say oh the government cannot ban twitter the government can ban twitter but under what circumstances and um, why would they do this i wouldn't want to go into legal debates because some people can still argue that the government cannot ban twitter but the provisions of the constitution are very clear when it comes to public safety emergency and all of that so in my personal legal opinion um the government has violated human rights in an attempt to so-called protect these rights for the greater good of Nigeria. So the Twitter ban right within such a short time has had a lot of a lot of effects on Nigeria, right? So let's talk about those effects. Let's talk about first like the financial effects that this has had on both Nigeria as a whole and individuals in the country. Okay, yeah, really. Um, that's why one would wonder why the federal government would make such a hasty decisions because thousands of jobs are hinged on Twitter. So we have people that their major source of livelihood is selling on Twitter, uh, bloggers, different kinds of people, like different jobs and people are customer care agents, like different things. And just banning Twitter, you are really directly um, hampering financial stability for some people at this point. That, that is why the Socioeconomic Rights and Accountability Project, which is popularly known as CERAP, is filing a, filing a lawsuit at ECOWAS courts, suing the federal government of Nigeria and calling for an interim injunction to restrain the government from implementing the ban, which they are already doing. This is because this ban is breaching the rights of millions of Nigerians currently. Yes, because I mean, like a lot of people have businesses that they advertise on Twitter and banning Twitter right now has made people lose a lot of customers because that is basically where they advertise their small businesses and where they can get like a source of income. So even see that as... Even the connectivity that Twitter gives you to global audiences, right, that you can't get on other social media. It's crazy what's happening. Okay, so secondly, we're going to talk about Twitter as being basically the voice of the people. We know Twitter is like number one call out app for <laughs> calling out <laughs> for calling out um corrupt government officials, things that the government yeah. has done that the people do not necessarily agree with, right? So yeah. Now it's even the detective app, like you get like <laughs> Twitter never forgets yeah. that whatever you do, they're going to dig it up and talk about it. Okay, so like in this aspect, what do you think? Me um seeing that lots of people have lost their voice to call out corrupt um government officials and people that have basically done them wrong, which they cannot confront in real life or like physically. What do you think? 
Yeah, I think um, banning Twitter is only setting up this government to validate what people have always said about them being a dictatorial government. Because one thing about democracy is the fact that it allows the people to have a voice. So if you are leading 250 or 230 million Nigerians, I really can't say the total figure are so many. So you're leading millions of Nigerians. People definitely have grievances. We have opposition party. There's a reason why the constitution allows for this freedom of expression. So banning Twitter, you are only validating what the people always say that this government is being dictatorial. So I think it is um I think they are just setting up themselves for more criticisms because sure. um the government has always been criticized, heavily criticized for impunity, especially when it comes to allowing people to air their views. Imagine what happened during the NSAS protest. They went as far as, you know tear gas on students oh imagine like yeah. all the drama like what that kind of yeah. it was all over the news it was on cnn it was on bbc it was a, it was like a national phenomenon and it left everybody traumatized i don't know about you guys but i wasn't in abuja or lagos or anywhere the heat was but i couldn't sleep for days because of the answers protest and not because yeah. people were protesting but because you could see the level and extent to which the government was go to going to actually like stop them from airing out their opinions mm-hmm. so really the Twitter ban just kind of like validates everything. You guys don't want to hear us out. I know that Twitter and other social media platforms can be heavily um, misused. So fake news, things like that, always come from social media. Something that never happened. It was just that trendy that it happens. And this also has consequences. But at the long run, let's wait. Everything has disadvantages. So. Twitter, yes, can be misused, it can be abused, which we have seen. Denying that would be very unfair from our part, you know. So to our listeners, we, we want you guys to know that we understand that Twitter can be misused and we understand the government concerns. However, let us weigh the options. Misusing Twitter and the general... Like, some people don't even know about all this iPod, Buhari, or they don't even care about it. They're just going about their normal lives, doing their business on Twitter, and then you're punishing them for probably one or two wrong statements that were made by people just because of political egos and, you know, different ideological standpoints. So, actually, that's my opinion. Yeah. I mean, like, even if Twitter is being misused mm-hmm. by some people or a lot of people, right? I think... If we can have like one good thing come out of um, Twitter, which is the advertisements of small businesses, like being able to call out people and give justice to certain people, I yeah. think like Twitter is still very important and it's something that should Absolutely. remain in our society. Absolutely. And I mean, like the ban did not even <laughs> come because okay, people were misusing yes, Twitter. Exactly. It came because exactly. Harry actually violated a policy of Twitter. It, it, it becomes more annoying where you you ban something, right? And like, let's say, as Nelly explained earlier, you have the power to ban it too, but you're banning it for the wrong reasons. And you're not yeah. even giving us any kind of no tangible reason at all. It's crazy. It's like, it, your tweet, and Buhari made a tweet inciting genocide against a particular sect of Nigeria. Like, even, it, that was so insensitive. Aside from the fact that it violated Twitter policies, yeah. noting the kind of tension that always exist in Nigeria, ethnic tension and all that. That was a very insensitive thing for the president to say. But but Vanessa, you know some people are arguing that Buari also has a right to, you know, express his opinion. That he was also um, exercising his freedom of expression. But he's a public officer. I mean, like, this is a president (laughs) of a country. You can't be a public officer and and say stuff like that. You know, he's a father, so he has to um, 
you know, kill me. Kill me right now. Yes, Nigerian don't misbehave. But that's the problem, right? It's Nigeria. Every day we hear of abductions in the north, bandits infiltrations, villages being burned. Yeah. We heard of villages in the north that bandits have taken over. Even that very day. And you're not talking about that. And you're trying to say that people who are agitating in the north, you speak in the south, sorry, you speak to them in the language you understand. It's very no, the question now is what is that language that we understand? You know, he, <laughs> the he, language he, of violence. He, <laughs> he referenced the civil war. He referenced the civil war, like that which was which was basically like, a genocide of people in the yeah, south. And then what really shocks me was how fast the federal government got to implement the Twitter ban. It is the somebody fastest. Like, <laughs> somebody said. I mean, I mean, of government policy I've seen I since have, I was born in this country. I've, I've been in Nigeria for over 20 years and nothing worse. <laughs> they, they had the a press statement. They, they passed it through all the necessary Jesus. bodies. They got all the tech guys. Oh, but like, they didn't pass it through the necessary uh, bodies. Uh, because really? like, it was like Muhammad. Yeah, it's it's not information but now. You, you can't do that. Can it, was do it, that? it was a public emergency. You like, can do that. And this is the thing because a lot of people were like, I mean, he's the president, he has the right. I'm like, what's what is it's the misplaced like, priorities? For you me. get people need to, to people need to recognize that Twitter is a community on its own, and communities have guidelines binding on everybody, whether you are president of America, America, Nigeria. Had like issues like this where he has posted something on and Twitter and it has been taken down like, because why, why I mean, should Nigeria be any different? You get, but then he's boo boo, very bad boy. <laughs> so, another thing we need to talk about, right? Because earlier you mentioned dictatorial governments, how like this validates what people have been saying. And to be honest, right, if you look at historical antecedents, you see that mm-hmm. when dictatorships want to start, the first thing that they do yeah. is censor information. So, there's been a kind of terror right people are yeah. anxious as to yeah. what the future is for, to for nigeria what and we, we should be because it starts like this before you know we are you know full-blown uganda standard oh not be able to do whatsapp <laughs> no <laughs> seriously it, it starts like this and, and then my small whatsapp celebrity status this is the problem not just with nigeria it's the problem with africa so we have leaders that are obviously not doing so well and then when you want to challenge them they don't even want to hear it in the first place so it starts with saying okay um, they deleted the president's tweets and these and then it goes all the way to suspending whatsapp and telegram during elections and then before you know we are all you know north korea you know some region of north korea you can't even say anything so like, I, I think, it's but I think really, North Korea yeah. has like functional roads, though. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, and like, we can't. How do we go? How but, then, okay. but then people say that this happened in China, so like, why can't it happen in Nigeria? That's, that's crazy. China, Nigeria, China. Like, what is the correlation? Second biggest economy. Even in India, if you follow the story of what really happened in India and why they actually had to ban Twitter in England, uh, in India, rather, you you'd see that it follows like series and series of negotiations between India and Twitter and a lot of disagreement between India and Twitter because um, some people were using Twitter according to the Indian government to incite protest and violence and it was getting really bad and India actually asked um, Twitter to suspend some people's accounts which they did and they blocked like hundreds and hundreds of accounts but then Twitter uh, India was going as far as asking Twitter to you know suspend the account of media companies and they refused and 
That's how it escalated. But in Nigeria, all we saw was that a person tweets was deleted. One person. And Blind Mohammed said it was that act alone was demeaning Nigerians' existence as a corporate entity. Oh. Like the the fact that people are Blood dying, you can't hold elections without violence. A lot of things are demeaning our corporate entity as a country. But no, deleting the yeah, exactly. like headsman for me. It's like, <laughs> the cows for me. Cows for me. <laughs> Isn't that demeaning our corporate entity enough? I don't know. So, <laughs> yeah. The misplaced priorities is just scary. Yeah, that's it's crazy. Do. Right. But then, okay, global optics. How do you think the rest of the world is seeing us right now? Honestly, I don't know. It's not a very good day to be in Nigeria. I, I understand that Nigeria has. Um, some kind of prestige in the international community. We do. We still do. Surprisingly, we still wow. do. We are the most Ooh. popular black nation in Africa. Shocking. One That's of the most economies in Africa. We have one of the most economies in Africa. Yes, we are still topping the charts. What's happening in the rest of Africa? <laughs> I like it. Uh, no, <laughs> five more people for life is five hundred now. I mean, like what's happening in the rest of Africa? So my point is, we still have some little prestige in the international community, despite the fact that we have a lot of um, a lot of um, bad things we said about us, you know, um, cyber crime and all of that. But adding dictatorship and you know high level of insecurity to the list. Like we we'll just keep going, and that's why we don't have foreign investors coming into the country anymore. So it's really a cause for concern. But then people say this actually started from mm. the NSAS protests because people are saying that okay, this whole banning of Twitter thing started from then. So it's like the government has been wanting to do <laughs> this just, thing. We're just looking they're for they're just waiting for the right. It's like <laughs> the right they were sitting on a keg of gunpowder and they were just yeah. waiting for an ignition or something. Twitter played an important role in the NSA's protest. Like, it was it was the whole it was the whole thing. Yeah, a positive role. You know, I don't know if you guys saw the Twitter about providing food for people who yeah. were donating, doing crowdfunding, yeah. all through Twitter and government was they were not happy about that at all. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> it was it was like after the Twitter the NSAS thing and there was there was this talk about how Twitter was being used to incite violence. That the crow crow how is it pronounced yeah. app yeah. by Adamu Garba was brought up. So it's kind of very suspicious. <laughs> it, it's an app, my baby. <laughs> it's very suspicious, by the way, that a a government agent, a federal government official, is putting out his app at this particular critical moment, right, and making it sound like some people in some parts of the country are bad and some you people You know, we have to promote, you know, indigenous tech, indigenous <coughs> but, but like, products. Oh, but if you, if homegrown you... Homegrown talent should be appreciated. No, what? We appreciate homegrown talent, though. We don't just appreciate homegrown copy, copy. Because if you look at that app, that's something, let's not just, you know, let's not go there. And it just seems get really suspicious. It's, why? Why now? Why, why now? Why exactly. it now? But you know, one other controversial thing that that has that has come up in this period was um, a screenshot that um, Malini, the Attorney General, posted, yeah. <laughs> where he said he had deactivated his Twitter. But in that screenshot, we saw. VPN. We saw a VPN, and we saw. I mean, like, what? you can't, you can't and, fool Nigeria. And, and crypto <laughs> app. Maybe it's the VPN for something else. 
Like what? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's say he's using the VPN for something. Yeah, who's more about the crypto yeah. app? Cause like they ban crypto. Yeah, uh, uh, he has the right to have apps on his phone now. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> just to learn more. That's like, no, okay. no. It's it's it's, it's very unfair that like government officials make policies and regulations that they do not bind themselves yeah. to. Yeah. And, and you could still destroy people all want to go through just to tweet. Like downloading VPN, see the speed at which everybody was downloading VPN. Oh, some, and, some people have gone to yes, the country, and the solidarity of like um prominent people, pastors, you know, still tweeting, and even some senators, me, yeah, like, media company, Punch, the Guardian, they are all still tweeting. And uh, it's just because I don't know the government is trying to make a mockery of this, of course. You're saying something out there, and everybody's just doing what they so, want. But, like, that brings us to like the permanence. Do you think this is going to last? Um, Do you think this will be effective? Mm, I mean, it's Nigeria. We are looking at the prospective lawsuits, like I said. Syrup is already suing the federal government of Nigeria to the coerced courts, and so other people are also taking up laws. I think over 170 Nigerians are, you know, uh, parties to the suits, too, against then, the government. Like, Let's hope something good will come out of that. Or prior to that time, the government will actually like lift the ban. Because right now they are still discussing with Twitter. They already said that Twitter called them for negotiation and all of that. So let's hope that let's, goes well. Let's also hope that they listen to the order of the courts. You know, yeah. <laughs> when it comes, because this is Nigeria. But like we can't even say it is effective because people are still using yeah, Twitter. I, I really like them arrest people I like this. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to Isn't do. that arrest something though? Isn't that I illegal? No, of course, like Section 36 sub 12 is very explicit. Like, what will you be arresting them for? Which law exactly. in this that? Which like, written law to be very specific? So, that alone is something to actually laugh about. Yeah. But let's not undermine this government. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's not do that. They like to, they like to shock us. You'll be yeah. to call <laughs> to shock crazy. Anyways, um, the thing is out there, I think um, all of us, even us here, we should just be very careful, we should be watchful because um, these are not very safe days. People, there are rumors going around that the police might, if they see Twitter on your phone or if they see a VPN on your phone, they might arrest you. Yeah, to take money extort the <laughs> so they would recognize it and say it's <laughs> let's not hope it doesn't get to that anyways yeah so like word on the street is that there's going to be a protest soon okay. oh i don't know if you guys have heard on june 12 yes <laughs> so like i i don't know how that is going to work how it is going to go on but personally i am really scared for that protest first it's premeditated that means people are talking about it tweeting about yeah. it tv trending on twitter it's trending on other socials obviously knows about this so i would really advise people to you know do that protest within the boundaries of the constitution and right to protest is legal but let's hope that um, the federal government of nigeria will not look for a way to circumvent that right in the name of public interest and safety i mean like we can't really trust the government look at answers like <laughs> people were peacefully protesting and we still had tear gas we still had so, like, yeah, we can't trust this By the time you guys will be listening to this podcast, the protest 
may or may not have happened but you know we'll talk about that on the next episode so you you, that means you have to come back (laughs) you have to listen so that you know what happens next and all that i completely agree so we're at the end of today's episode but before we go let's congratulate nelly she just defeated her final year project some people know this law thing or some people (laughs) (laughs) but anyways congratulations nelly so thank you very much after unica what's happening what what are the um, oh you guys aspects? know the usual law school <laughs> <laughs> actually which which campus i'm sure you to buy also mm, um, uh, what <laughs> <laughs> hopefully not i'm looking at either abuja or lagos everybody wants to flex everybody well we, we wish you well thank you very much so nelly capital for us in mm. like a few minutes tell us uh, okay i really want to appreciate you guys for putting all this up together. Ghani has always been an outstanding chamber in the faculty of law. I know the sterling firm. It's been an interesting conversation, and I've also learned a lot. So thank you, thank you very much, guys. Yeah, thank welcome. you, thank you for coming. Actually, okay. So Nelly, how can people reach you? I mean, like. I'm sure lots of people are going to want to reach you. They're going to want to hit those DMs. I mean, I haven't taken you out. So. Oh, they want to buy you love. Yeah. <laughs> okay, first off, you have to follow me on Twitter. That's it. Yes. That's the point. Oh, okay. Um, you can reach me through my mobile number. I'm a very bad texter, but you can try. Aren't we all? <laughs> so that means the DMs have to be created. Yes, Otherwise, air, so, airing, air. Yes. So zero eight one four zero four nine two five two three. And then you can also send me an email, ibrukanelihelin at gmail.com. I think I take my emails very seriously. Mm-hmm. So whichever. That's how you know somebody who's grown up. Oh, oh, that's how you know somebody who's grown up. You guys are taking this life thing seriously. I need to learn. Need to learn. <laughs> but also, you should follow Gani for me on Twitter and on Instagram. Yeah, I mean Twitter most especially. <laughs> Very important. Yes. Yeah, we we Please, we where, have. Where are we located again? Mm. I think the UK. No, yeah. but somewhere in Norway. <laughs> no, I, like... I'm sure it's because like the the um the trending page had a lot of Norwegian. <laughs> <laughs> so follow us on Twitter at Gani FCJ. Um and then on Gmail at Gani UCC at gmail.com. And on Instagram, Gani FCJ too. We'd love to hear from you guys, right? What yeah. you want to hear in the next podcast, what you thought of this podcast. But most importantly, if you're a law student in the University of Calabar and you are not in Ghanifaimi Chambers of Justice. Hmm. I don't know what you're doing. Mm. I, I really don't. I would, no like, words. Are you even serious with this? No words. No words. <laughs> Okay, guys, so it was a really nice episode, and this is Grace, your girl. So. <laughs> <laughs> and my name is Vanessa Ozoho. Thank you. 